Hi, everyone, and welcome to Seven Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology, but the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone I've not yet met in person, but as a connection with a previous guest, Katie Kibbe. She is a writer, a speaker, a mother, and a wife. It's Sue Fulmar. Welcome, Sue. Hi. Thank you, Julia. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. We were chatting a little bit before I hit record. You are also, maybe it's not too exciting to you, but it's exciting for me that you are an international guest. You're from Alberta, Canada. Have you always been from Alberta? Um, no, I grew up in Ontario, the Toronto area, and I've been in Alberta now for, well, the majority of my life, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've traveled in the eastern part as well. Like I've been to Toronto uh, several times. I grew up in Cleveland where Katie, our connection is now currently. Yeah. So um, I, I've gone up to Toronto a couple of times and I went to Montreal last year, which was beautiful. Um, but what would you like mm. to share about yourself with the listeners? What else would you like to tell us? Well, um, I, I was just really excited about your podcast and the idea behind it. Like, um, you're, it's based on the walk to Emmaus and where these people get these aha moments, um, as Jesus unpacks what the meaning of the scriptures were and how it all pointed to him. And so that's one of the reasons I like to write is like, I love Mm. to, give someone those aha moments if I can in the way, you know, you phrase things or um, maybe um, point them in a different direction to something that they never considered before. So anyway, I just thought that was um, a really great um, idea behind your podcasts. I love it. Oh, thank you. And so when did you start writing and speaking and have you always been like a person of faith? I'm just curious. Um, Yes, I grew up in a Christian home and um, have, have, I'm in the Protestant tradition and I went to um, Bible college and got a a degree. Um, But it's just, it's always just that personal um, searching, um, trying to understand deeper and how it relates to my everyday life. And rather, like, rather than having it sort of a, a static belief? Mm. How is it informing how I live my life every day? Um, So I started writing. Well, it's funny. I spent a year um, not buying clothes. It was sort Mm. of a fast from buying clothes for a year. Mm -hmm. And out of that, a bunch of writing came. And um, Mm. that's, that's when I started. So that would be about 2018, I guess. Okay, that's so cool. I actually, I read a book a few years ago, um, the author's name escapes me right now, but it, she talked about fasting from those kinds of things. And I think that's so cool. So it was like an intentional fast that you weren't going to purchase clothes for a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just examining my heart during that mm-hmm. time, like, what is it that drives me to, to more all the time? Um, mm-hmm. so there, you know, the seven deadly sins came up, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like greed and envy and all those things. So that's what I was writing my book based on. So, Oh, so cool. And like the fruits and things that came from that. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I would, I would, you'll definitely have the end of the podcast to give everyone a chance to plug. You'll have to plug your, your book and where we can check out and things about um, what you were writing about and that experience. Um, I'm going to have you read the scripture verse that you've chosen next, and then we're going to get started and jump into it. And you've chosen Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. So whenever you're ready. All right. And I'm reading from the message. Um, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Oh, I love that translation. It So for those maybe who don't are, are more familiar with the more common translation, I have the NAB and it's the come to me, all you have are labor and are burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am meek and humble of heart and you will find rest for yourselves for my yoke is easy and my burden light. And that's kind of the more like famous, but I love that translation and I can't wait to get into like why you chose that translation and what it means for us. That's, that's so great. Um, Just to give people context of where we're at in Matthew's gospel, this is a section of Matthew's gospel where Jesus is starting to receive opposition from Pharisees. So like your translation talking about being burdened by religion and stuff. I I love that. And maybe that's a reaction to kind of like, you know, we know his interaction with um, some of the the different sects of Judaism at this time. Um, And chapter 11 starts with John the Baptist in prison and his messengers trying to send word to Jesus. So there's that tension there with Jesus in in his ministry. And I have some footnotes and stuff too that um, refer to Sirach, which is one of our, um, deuterocanonical books, mm-hmm. um, but that maybe Christ is also saying um, that taking, and, that, and this is quite what you were saying, like that taking on the burden of the law of the scribes um, can be like a yoke and can be a burden. So I like your translation. Mm-hmm. It seems keep, seems like cohesive with this, what my translation as well. But my first question is, why did you choose this passage, Sue? Well, it's one of my favorites. Um, it is, it's to me, a beautiful invitation to uh, I sort of grew up in a more legalistic um, religious environment, and it's an invitation to something more, something freer. Um, and, you know, that I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Um, so it's this, like, um, understanding that Jesus <clears throat> invites us into something that will work with who we are. Um mm-hmm. It won't feel like we're wearing a persona or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, 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 um, the unforced rhythms of grace. I just love that phrase um, because mm-hmm. a lot of times it feels like you are asked to force yourself into a certain way of behaving, um, sort of this outward piety. And um, it's kind of saying that um, Jesus is not asking you to do that. And like you mm-hmm. said about the, the heavy weight that the Pharisees put on people, he's mm-hmm. saying, that's not my way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I've never, I think when I read the translation, that's more more common. Like, you know, it talks about yokes and my students, I teach middle school. So they're always like, they have no context for what a yoke is. It's not a egg yolk, you know, it's spelled differently. And so you have to kind of explain, well, it's like this thing that oxen, you know, would use like to have on their backs, like literally like to carry things. So it was like this literal heavy burden. Um, so mm-hmm. I like your translation because it does get into that. It kind of discards like the the metaphor. I don't know. You, you don't, it doesn't have any reference to the yoke, does it, in yours? It doesn't, which I thought was sort of um, something that was missing from that translation. Mm. Because mm. so the way I have read the yoke um, mm. is that um, we're yoked with Jesus. Mm. So together we are going through life or carrying the burdens um, like when oxen were oaked, yoked together. Um, that's the picture that I have had or the understanding mm-hmm. that I've had about that verse. And so mm-hmm. I actually love that part. Yeah, it's it's. I never thought of it that way, but it's kind of like that Footprints poem that's so popular that, that he's with us and then the moments that, you know, we're struggling, like he carries us. But the, I like that mm-hmm. idea that we're doing it together. Like I, I do like that. I've never really thought of it that way. The, the first line of this, too, is always, like, really familiar, like, come to me all who you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Um, that's where yours mentions, like, the the burden by religion phrase, right? Can you repeat the first, mm-hmm. like, did verse 28 for me again? Yeah. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Ugh, I love that so much. What does that phrase mean for you? Like, what is that? What is he saying there for you? Um, I, I too, I like the rephrasing of it um, mm-hmm. because, I mean, there's so much, especially in our world right now, about religion and infighting and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, people placing heavy burdens on other people. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's very refreshing that, well, first of all, that Jesus would recognize that we would feel this way. Mm-hmm. And there's no judgment in that. And it's like, come to me. I have something else in mind for you. I mean, as a Catholic, it's, it's, it is, we have such, you know, structures and rules and rituals and things like that. And there's beauty in laws and rules and structures. Again, I'm a teacher. So like, I see like the, the necessity yeah. of them, but I don't think Jesus is saying that like, you know, just, I mean, there are parts of scripture where he literally says break chains, but I don't know. What do you think that like he means about um, or like, what is, do you think like maybe the issue with like the legalistic piece um, for him? Um, Well, it doesn't really get to the heart. So Mm -hmm. like if we were thinking of the Pharisees of the time, they were all about Mm -hmm. what it looked like on the outside. Mm -hmm. And I think Jesus is more concerned with what's going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so not so much concerned that you follow all the rules exactly as they're laid out but where is your heart at are are you desiring a closer relationship with me are you wanting to live as as i've commanded you to live and sometimes it gets messy on the outside but um he's like he's saying if you walk with me and work with me i'm going to show you how to do it and it's not going to feel like a big burden it's not going to feel awkward or that you're forced into a mold And like in Matthew 23, um, Jesus is talking about the religious leaders. Mm 
how they put heavy loads on people while not following them themselves and also not trying to help people with those heavy burdens. Mm -hmm. So I think he's talking against that in this Mm -hmm. context too. Yeah. Like it's been difficult in the past couple of years, I feel like because we see so much in the news um, about people wanting to put like new laws into place and restrict people and things. And, um, and a lot of these people claim to be Christian as well, you know? And I'm like, am I rereading the different, rereading a different gospel? Cause I feel like Jesus right. was saying to get, a, you know, to get away from some of this, this stuff. But anyways, what else would you like to say about this verse? What else draws you to it? So I was, I was thinking about this, the being yoked and what that would mean if, you know, we were yoked with Jesus, if that's a true um, picture that he's trying to create. Um, And it made me think that that would mean that my pace would have to match Jesus' pace. And for me, that's, that's hard because I like to just run ahead and do things instead of waiting for God and his timing. And so that, that really speaks to me. And reminds me of that um, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, the mm-hmm. trust in the slow work of God, that um, writing of his. So, mm-hmm. which is really hard for me, but um, it's a really great reminder that hey, we're in this together, and God, Jesus' pace is the pace that is right for me. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, it's so hard, especially in our fast-paced world, and with um, I've been thinking a lot lately about like just what success kind of looks like and what our um, like our ideal of it is. And, and, you know, we think it needs to be these big mountaintops that we need to get there by a young age and achieve all these things at a certain age. Um, But the more older I get, like it's not, that's not the case at all. Right. Like it's like these little steps like you're describing. And if we're doing it with Jesus, then it's going to be the right time. Um, we used to do when I taught high school, these Kairos retreats and Kairos means like God's time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I love that you, you're you saying all of this. I'm glad that we're talking about that yoke image because at first at glance, you read this verse, you're like, oh, it seems weird. <laughs> so I like that we're kind of breaking yeah. it down. Yeah. It's really resonate with people these days. Like, cause like you said, your kids think, what is a yoke? What are you talking about? But I think there's a lot of great, um, imagery and, and a meaning in that, that, that we're in this together. And so when I look at the, you know, at the last part of the verses, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, what does that mean? It's not like we're going to have an easy life because we're mm-hmm. following Jesus, but if we're yoked with him, it means that, um, you know, the work is shared and Mm -hmm. it's not a burden that we carry by ourselves. And I think that makes all the difference. Absolutely. I was going to ask you to go kind of back to the idea before about, we were um, kind of mentioning about freedom, how that like being yoked to Jesus actually is like a freedom. And I think you addressed that a little bit there. I don't know if you want to respond more to that, like how we can look at this, this image of walking Mm. with Jesus as like a, um, an image of freedom. Yeah, well, I heard someone say once, um, discipline equals freedom. Mm-hmm. And so part of being yoked together, working together, like if you think of plowing a field, it's a discipline. Um, and it seems counterintuitive that you mm-hmm. would say discipline is freedom. Mm-hmm. But 
you have you have freedom uh, within the guardrails, I guess, mm-hmm. or you know, like the image of a play- playground. Um, studies show that if there's a fence around the playground area, the kids will use the whole area. But if there's no fence, they'll stay clustered more to the center. And so Mm. there's not the freedom to use it because there's no guardrails. And so I think Mm -hmm. it's like a similar idea. Mm -hmm. What do you think? (laughs) I'm I'm thinking of the playground because I'm a teacher and I think of the, like, we do have a fenced in playground and then they do like they use the whole space. But um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a theme that Jesus addresses and it's just the whole Christian theme, right? Like it's and even starting with the Old Testament, too, with Moses, like these laws, if you keep these laws, if you keep these people, my commandments, like I will be your God. Um, mm. And that um, it's part of the promise. And and, and, you, and I also makes me think of like society, too. I always go back to like the masks we were masking for the pandemic. Mm. You know, people didn't want to do it because it was restrictive or whatever. But I'm like, but if we do it then we will be free. Like we will be free faster. Like if we, right. you know, follow yeah. these restrictions now, there'll be a better chance of us this being lifted sooner, but we mm-hmm. didn't want to do it. So it took a while, you know, <laughs> like, um, yeah, that's a great, but that's what I think of. Yeah. That's what I think of with, with uh, restrictions and freedom now. <laughs> I, I, I think right now you've addressed this a little bit earlier. A lot of us are very weary. Um, you know, there's so many things mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, being, I don't know, I, I, I got a guest a couple of weeks ago talking about like what true rest is and that even mm-hmm. when we think we're on our phones or watching TV, that that's not like really resting necessarily. Um, I know for me, mm-hmm. it gives me kind of sometimes more stress to like be on my phone and scrolling and seeing all these things. So I wonder if you could address like maybe some of the sources of our weariness and then what you think it, like true rest like looks like. Mm. That's a really good question. It's <laughs> hard. I know. That out yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or like tips uh, or suggestions or what comes to mind. Yeah. Well, oh, I totally think um, our obsession with being on top of the news does not add to our rest. It mm-hmm. adds to our anxiety. Mm-hmm. Not that we need to be unaware of what's happening, but we don't need to consume it constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and social media also contributes to that lack of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking earlier about our productivity mm-hmm. that also, um, you know, is a tendency and keeps us away from resting. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does real rest look like? I, I think rest refers to something that is um, feeding you, something that mm-hmm. is restoring you. So I think it could be different for each person. So mm-hmm. like something restful for me would be walking in the woods or sitting by a lake or the ocean. Not that I have one close by, but <laughs> um, going to the mountains. Uh, so nature is really restorative for me. Yeah, even even like a very good conversation with a friend where you go deep and you are seen and heard and um, validated as as a, you know, valuable human mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. restorative. So I'm still figuring out what rest really means, but those are some mm-hmm. things. That 
Now, those just the words that jump out out of me. I think when I read this verse, um, you know, the translation that I have, it's like the the weariness and and uh, rest, because I think that's just something that we want. And I think I love how you said that, like. For me to connecting with someone who just like knows me, you know, maybe someone I haven't seen in a while, but they like, they just know you and it's just so refreshing and restorative, mm-hmm. like that time. Um, and I think, you know, we all want to be seen and that's kind of why we're addicted to social media is because we want people to see us and like us and all of that, but it's just a, it's not a true, you know, version of ourselves and it's not a true validation um, mm. you know, it's not, it's not mm-hmm. fulfilling, at least not for me. Um, I like social media. Like I like using it. I'm on it all the time, but I do find yeah. like it has when my, when that guest was like, you know, that's not really restful. I was like, huh? Oh yeah. Maybe I should, <laughs> you know, like maybe I should do the things you're describing, like, you know, going out into nature and, um, finding the things like sitting with a friend that do restore me. But anyways, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to get too off, but, um, mm-hmm. something that I started again, recently was I picked up knitting again <laughs> because um, that's a place where your mind can settle because you don't have mm-hmm. to, well, the, what I'm knitting is super simple. So I don't have to think about the pattern, but my hands are busy. So, and it mm-hmm. feels like I'm producing something, mm-hmm. but my mind can rest or it mm-hmm. can um, figure things out or I can get in touch with my feelings or I can pray as I'm doing it. So all those things, sometimes keeping your hands busy helps you to rest internally, maybe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I We have, you know, spring break I was sharing earlier coming up and um, I like to plan these like road trips and stuff. And so I planned in January, like this big trip or we're, we're hitting all these stops and now I'm just wishing I would have just given myself some time to rest. But I do find oh. that um, travel is rejuvenating for me. Like I like little adventures oh. and things and that does give me life so i'm hoping that it will rejuvenate me in a different way that i maybe don't realize i need or something but um let's get back to the i mean this is all related to the scripture verse for sure but i don't know let's try to maybe like tie it all together so we got burdens we got rest we got weariness freedom i don't know how can we kind of there's so much here <laughs> i'm trying to like synthesize it i don't know if i can <laughs> well and i think what comes up is it's a choice Mm-hmm. like we can receive that invitation mm-hmm. and enter into it or we can still try and um, live the Christian life according to our own efforts and trying to earn something or we can do it this way mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I think it's it's so hard because I, I read this and I see this and I'm like I want to do it this way I want to go at God's pace with him beside me, you know, his will, I pray all the time about like that his will be done. You know, we say that our father, mm-hmm. but I still don't necessarily live <laughs> at his pace or live right. with, with that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And something that came up when we were talking earlier to that phrase of like, you know, God's never going to give you more than you can handle. I was thinking about like that when we were talking about burdens, I don't know. What do you, how do you feel about that phrase? Do you think that's, a true phrase or uh i don't know i question mm-hmm. that one um mm-hmm. if we're thinking of handling it alone mm-hmm. he might give us more than we can handle alone mm-hmm. so that we do depend on him mm-hmm. not sure about that mm-hmm. but when we when we think that we do this together then we know that 
it's not too heavy for Jesus and me. Mm-hmm. It may be too heavy for me alone, but it's mm-hmm. not too heavy for us together. And like community too, which is also very hard because even though, uh, you know, we were literally isolated during the pandemic, um, we still feel mm-hmm. very, at least I still feel kind of isolated. We haven't gotten back to our sense of community and in, in the same ways mm-hmm. in, in my mind. So sometimes that that first part of this, like come to me, like that reaching out so that we aren't doing it alone can be hard and feel burdensome. I don't know. Do you resonate with that at all? Like that notion? Mm. The community? Like sometimes for me, it's hard to reach out. Like it's hard to be vulnerable and to be like, I want to come, I want to be a part of a community. I need to reach out to have Mm. someone help me carry my burden. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it is vulnerable (laughs) (laughs) and scary because you don't know if you're going to be rejected or not. Also judgment. If I want to share my burden, will I be judged for what I'm carrying or, you know, what I'm experiencing? But um, true community, I think, is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, to have other people sharing the burden with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. I just had a small group of women meet yesterday and we prayed through each other's burdens and listened for what God might have to say to each other uh, in those in those hard circumstances. And it was incredibly beautiful and we all felt seen and heard and even if we didn't understand the exact circumstances of each other, we we knew that there was somebody sort of linking arms with us and carrying us to Jesus, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like the picture of the four friends lowering their friend on the mat. That was sort of what it was like. No, that is beautiful. I just, for me, it's, I, I don't know, in our in our world, again, it's so fast-paced, like finding the time for all of us to be together. And then, I don't know, it's just, it seems so hard or difficult these days to have those moments. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What would you like to say as we kind of wrap up here, um, like some final thoughts or final takeaways from this verse? I just think that um, maybe we've put these um, restrictions on ourselves. Somebody else has put them on us. Like, how we should look, um, how we should act. Um, and then Jesus is offering us a different way. And it's, it is an invitation and mm-hmm. we can choose it or not. And he's not going to force himself on us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's up to us whether we end up carrying heavy burdens that aren't ours to carry or if we allow um, – Jesus to show us a different way. Um, so I don't know, I guess just, just, um, you know, maybe reconsider like those people on the way to Emmaus to reconsider what they thought the Messiah was or who they thought, thought the Messiah was. And so maybe we need to reconsider what we think the Christian life looks like. Um, and, you know, ask Jesus, okay, what do you have in mind for me? That is, the unforced rhythms of grace rather than a heavy burden that I'm trying to carry alone. 
That is so. I, that's the th- so the so this is I was looking for. Like wrapping it all up. That was so well said because we were we went all over. Right, we talked about rest and burdens and restrictions and freedom. And I think you beautifully put it all together for us. You've given so uh, so much to think about. So thank you, Sue. Um, at the mm-hmm. end, I give people a chance to like plug and you you have some writings and you probably have like websites and Instagram and stuff. Um, what would you like to draw our attention to? Uh, well, I, I mostly hang out on Instagram because I do mm-hmm. like the visual part of Instagram. It's kind of, kind of a love-hate relationship, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just... Um, at Sue Fulmore on Instagram. And so I write, you know, multiple times a week and try and um, draw out deeper meaning, point to beauty, that sort of thing. Um, And then I also have a newsletter that you can sign up for, link in the bio and my Instagram. So those are the two things that um, I would send people to. And if you all would like to check out me, you could find me also on Instagram at Seven Mile Chats, all spelled out. I'm also on Twitter at Mistruckly One, M S S T R U K E L Y One, where I tweet about what I'm doing in my classroom and sometimes when I blog or journal, um, some resources and and just thoughts and things to share. Um, Sue, thank you so much for picking this verse and for taking the time to chat with us today. It was a, it gave us so much to think about. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody.